Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever and whenever you happen to be listening to us. Great Wide World brought together by the internet. Last for you guys to do a podcast are back after our 2022 holiday sabbatical. Welcome 2023. Happy New Year. Merry Christmas. Hope you all had a safe and fulfilling holiday season wherever you went, whatever you did. Hopefully you did not fly Southwest. Uh, I know that was a very distinct uh, problem for a lot of people, a gigantic mess. I flew Delta, thank you very much, so I managed to get in and out no problem, but uh, well, I almost wish we were going on because a lot of people stuck at the airports wouldn't have much else to do except listen to podcasts, and then we could be entertained right now by the last three guys as we talk about what's going on, a lot going on again in the three weeks that we missed, bowl season came and went, one game left, it's a big one. Georgia taking on TCU. We'll talk about that a little bit later on at SoFi Stadium in Los Angeles. But again, the NFL regular season, or as they are getting to talk about it now in the parlance that there is the season finale, even though not really the season finale, what we would but that'll be at the Super Bowl in Arizona. But regular season winding down, so things going in again. I'm here with the guys, Leon Brown, Daniel Bolton. Uh, let's see, where should we start? Because there's a lot going on. First of all, well, let's go with Leon because his Chargers are in the playoffs, even though they're losing to Denver right now, 24-17. But his Chargers are in. Congratulations. Oh, man, I appreciate it. Um, it's been about five years since, um, I think, since Phillip Rivers. You know, and I, I definitely remember that. That was actually the first, um, the 2018 um, that right there may have been Lamar Jackson's first playoff game, mm-hmm. and we actually beat we actually um we, we actually beat the guys. Then we went on to lose in the second round. I I, I lost money on that game. I I remember that. Um, I'm very I'm 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 hoping that this sets a trend for the next ten years going forward with Justin Herbert. You know, um, I was kind of. I was wondering because, I mean, we gave – you have all the bells and whistles on the team. We, we got a defense. We, we got you a defense. You have great wide receivers. Um, we have Eckler is coming to his own as a running back. He's no LaDainian Thomas, no Natron Means. He doesn't have to be. He just has to be Austin Eckler. That's what I'm thinking. That's all. That's it. Just show up, be serviceable, let's, let's, you know, average at least four yards per carry, and there it is. But, you know, as much as I want to talk about my team for the rest of the, for, for rest of the show, <laughs> you know – I want to, you know, what do you guys think would be the would be the bigger story in the soap opera that is NFL? Well, Green Bay making the playoffs, Detroit making the playoffs, or Seattle making the playoffs? Oh, no question, it's Detroit making the playoffs. No question, no question, it's the Lions after their decade of futility or however it's been. Uh, definitely Detroit, especially the way they've played the last couple of seasons, how bad they've been, and now the first chance to potentially set up a win in your in situation tonight with the Green Bay with Green Bay at Lambeau. Uh, of course, it all depends on what the Seattle and the Rams do. It's the Rams 16, Seattle 13 at the start of the fourth quarter. As we're talking right now, if the Seahawks lose this game then it would be a win-in-your-in situation for Green Bay and Detroit. If the Seahawks come back, that'll knock the Lions out, and the Lions can only play spoiler. If they beat Green Bay, Seattle's in. If they lose, Green Bay's in. So the Lions are doing some scoreboard watching right now, hoping that the Rams could at least uh, 
could at least, uh, you know, make a little bit of headway in their forgotten season, maybe save Sean McVay's job. I'm hearing rumors that he might resign or be fired at the end of this year, considering how bad the defending champion Rams have performed, but that's another issue. So, uh, yeah, I would, I would agree that it's definitely the Lions getting in. Yeah, it's the Lions getting in. However, uh, it, it's not what people would want to see, quote, unquote. Everybody wants to see Aaron Rodgers in the playoffs. Me, it doesn't matter to me. If you can, I, I'm actually a fan of the Detroit Lions right now. I think that they're a success story. I think Dan Campbell has finally preached. Uh, he, the, I think the they finally practicing what is preaching. I think they finally bought into they bought They've bought into it. They haven't bought into the losing culture. It, it's time to win now, you know. And what better way to do it than to close it out at Lambeau against uh, Aaron Rodgers and the Green Bay Packers, who are hot right now, who four or five weeks ago, they were dead in the water. And all of a sudden, you saw you just saw other teams just trickling down. You saw the Commanders have an epic meltdown. Um, you saw the, the NFC South State continue to be terrible. You saw <laughs> – uh, Seattle, you look at Seattle now on the brink of elimination. But th there were some teams that were in it, and now, you know, they're non-existent, and now here comes Green Bay. They, it, it's, it's almost like what happened with Jacksonville. Jacksonville was a team, okay, yeah, they're on the rise. You know, watch out for them in the next couple of years, and then all of a sudden the Tennessee Titans falter. They didn't falter, they imploded. They imploded, and they lost seven straight. And But – Jacksonville went six and one down the stretch, and Trevor Lawrence looked like he is now ready to play football in the National Football. He looks like an NFL quarterback. He looks like an NFL quarterback. And, and same with Justin Herbert. I think yeah. this is this is a, this is a great game as a, as because we were talking about the Jaguars and tight and I'm sorry Jaguars and Chargers will play each other in that first round. Uh, so I think that's going to be a great game between two ascended quarterbacks. Yeah, it yeah. is. I think Justin Herbert came of age last year in our – because the playoffs – technically our playoffs started at the last game of the season with that debacle, mm -hmm. you know, of our coach. He, he just wanted to go for it all because the Raiders was like, hey, we could all make the playoffs and, you know, blank Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. But then, you know, my guy went off and, you know, was like, man, blank y'all. Yeah. And it yeah. backfired. And it know? backfired. Yep. Yep. And it's going to be interesting to see both of these quarterbacks – um, making their playoff debuts. Uh. That that's going to be an interesting, interesting matchup. I think these are two teams that those top teams really, really need to be careful about. You know, the Chargers and Jaguars are, are coming in here playing like they don't have nothing to play. You know, they they don't have nothing to lose here. You know, and and kudos to to Doug Peterson, man, coming in here and. Saying and saying that, look, I believe, and everybody else should believe. I think nobody on that team is over the age of twenty-five. They're by far the youngest team in the league. So, well, well, whatever he did during their bye week probably would deserve him coach of the year. They went. The Jaguars went into the bye having lost five of six, mm -hmm. and they come out of it winning four. Or was it four? Five, winning five of six. Mm -hmm. To get that to get that playoff berth, schedule helped a little bit. They had the Texans mm -hmm. and they beat the Titans twice mm -hmm. in that stretch, and a and an overtime victory against Dallas that really served as the wake up call. Yeah. And their only loss during that stretch was a pounding they took at the hands of Detroit. 
So you look at so you look at them. Yeah, schedule played a part of it, but man, going into Dallas and beating up Dallas when Dallas looked like they were going to wrest that number one seat away from Philadelphia, it served as a wake up call that maybe the Cowboys are not of team of destiny as they want to, as they want everyone to believe they are. Right. So that and that's good. That that loss might just keep Dallas out of the top spot, which they could still get depending on how things fall, but it doesn't look like they're going to get it. Again, the Eagles, they're beating, they're shutting out the Giants, although the Giants just got a field goal as the third quarter is going to end in Dallas, down by a touchdown to the Commanders uh, toward the end of the third quarter. So that that really caused made us see that Dallas, even though they want to be this team, they're more of a pretender than a contender. And you know what a lot of people were saying? <laughs> they, they weren't putting all their chips in on, on the Eagles on the Eagles and Giants game because the Giants were resting their starters. So the Giants, they already knew, look, we're locked in. We don't have anything to play for. Why right. should we play anybody this week? Mm-hmm. We don't have a bye week next week, right? Right. But everybody is looking at Dallas and saying, man, even if they lose this game, they're going to go to Tampa. And everybody wants to go to Tampa <laughs> <laughs> to play Tampa. <laughs> it, it, Listen, eight and nine on the year, but they won the NFC South. They won a god awful division, a yes. terrible division. And we all know by one game, mm-hmm. we all know that the NFL has, you know, in their teams ownership from top to bottom has way too much integrity to lose a game on purpose. Right. And I'm talking about Dallas. It, but right now they're they're, they're down thirteen six to a, yeah to it, a Commanders team that just. I'm not I, saying. I don't, look, Ron Rivera. I think he's going to be gone. Yeah. And and there's only one reason why I think he's going to be gone. If you saw the press conference from last week after the Browns game, where he said he didn't know that we could be eliminated, he should know that. You should know that. Sir. You should know that because that's how you because co- that's how you get that's how you develop your game plan. That's how you talk to your team. That's how you basically coach. If it's anybody that's probably going to be fired tomorrow, it's probably going to be him. Yeah. <laughs> because, Black Monday. Because tomorrow is Black Monday. Black Monday. It, even though when you look around the league, I mean, you got a lot of first-year coaches. Well, so Daniel Hackett's already been sh- – well, yeah, oh, yeah. He already got hacked. He already got hacked. <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> but, I mean, like, where else do you go? Because uh, Matt Rule was fired earlier in the year. Mm-hmm. But when Steve Wilkes came in, he did an incredible job with Carolina. And Carolina, what a game against New Orleans. Not – I mean, not – a pretty game, but they still won it on a last-second field goal. And he brought them back. He, they they had a chance to win the division. I think he should be considered a, the, the next head coach for Carolina permanently. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff Saturday is, is now with Indianapolis. I They'll think, be looking for a new coach. Yeah, yeah he's – they were flounder. They might have had a one game coming off it, but it's, it's kind of like the new, the new coach smell. Yep. And then they realize, hey, they're the Colts. Yeah, uh, they didn't. They just re- and of course the uh, shuttling of different quarterbacks that didn't help at all. Uh, they couldn't, you know, they really couldn't figure out what they wanted to do. And I think it's funny for Carolina. They went through all these quarterbacks and they finally settled on Sam Darnold, which was who they started out with. Right, <laughs> he was their guy. Exactly. You know, opening day. Yeah, so he was. I, a, I he was their guy. So it took him a while, but they wound up right back where they started from. And I think. And I think over the last couple of games, Sam Darnold showed enough that say, hey, you know, make let me be the, the your man going into next year. And I also think that if they do keep the coach rule, I think uh, it will be um, a very good way to get some stability into that franchise. 
Right. Yep. And that's what they need. Speaking of stability, I mean, don't you you guys believe that? I believe that keeping Jeff Saturday on board, if I'm in Annapolis, give him a whole year. Give, give this man a year. You know, let, let, let him get the new coach smell off of him. Um, let's see what how much, you know, ingenuity he has as far as being a motivator. And then assess him afterwards. That would be good, but if he wasn't on the, if he didn't have the interim tag on him, because see, with the interim tag, it's almost like it's not fair to an interim coach. Yeah, but it's almost like you have to prove that you can coach, and you have to do it almost instantly. Unfortunately for Jeff, with Matt Ryan as your quarterback, and Sam Ellinger, and Sam Ellinger, and Nick Foles, and Carson Wentz, and Carson Wentz at one point. Yes. Yeah. But wow. Wentz is now about, with Washington. Yeah. Talking so. about traveling from Miami to Seattle on a quarter of a tank. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, but Indianapolis has to settle on a quarterback. That's Indianapolis' first first order of business. And remember, the AFC, as we talk about the AFC South, I mean, it's got Houston. It's got Tennessee, which, as we said earlier, imploded. Mm-hmm. I mean, that division is ripe for the taking. It is. And you look at Jacksonville. What, was there, what did they wind up, 9-8? and 9-8. You know, they're barely above 500. Yeah, 9 and 8. Um, just a better team yes. in that division, and we didn't really know it. You know, I, for all intents and purposes, I thought it was going to be the Indianapolis Colts. But, teams wow, 4-12 like and 1, just terrible. Teams like that have been historically dangerous. Mm-hmm. The, one, the, the guys who make it to the playoffs and nothing to lose takes it back to the 2010 Seattle Seahawks. Yep. 7 and 9. Yep. Beast quite, yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> the run. The, I, I think it's the greatest run in NFL history still. Mm-hmm. And we've never, you know, and I, I say with um, – there's been several other teams. Um, I remember the Chargers of 2008, we started off 0-4. First, ever team, first team to ever do it. 0-4, made it to the playoffs and so, won a game. Again, took Peyton Manning out. Yep, took them out. Yep. Yep. Um we have the New York Giants of 2007 and 9. Mm-hmm. 9 and 7. Yep. Won the Super Bowl. 2011. Um, with the 2010 Green Bay Packers. Yep. They barely made it in. Beat us. And we were the number one seed that year. Oh, yeah. I remember that. Yep. Yeah. Am- ambush everybody. So, you know, you got a lot of teams waiting to play ambush. You know, so if I'm, you know, if I'm Dallas, well, it, I mean, I'm not saying they're going to lose this game, but it looks like they will. Going into Tampa Bay, understand that you have a season. I mean, if if season quarterback in the playoffs was a person, Tom Brady is not is 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 not new to to any type of playoff scenario. Well, this That'd is a careful. first. This is a first for him. He's in the playoffs with a losing record. First, as Daniel mentioned when we were off air, getting ready for the show. First time that's happened. Mm-hmm. But he doesn't care. He's in the playoffs. And right. as we all know, they, they reset the records to 0-0 when you get 0-0. in the playoffs, and now he's focused on beating Dallas. Yep. Matter of fact, Tom but, Brady. But does he have the team to do it? That's the question. That's what I'm saying. We never – I mean, it's those types of teams that come – they're coming in with nothing to lose. Right. And it, speaking of which, Tom, oh, Brady, no, Tom Brady broke two records today. He did. Yes, he did. One was not ever having a losing season in 21 years. Yep. Yeah. And two – he broke his own record as far as completion is concerned. Most completion. Most completion. Can you believe that, though? And like, as bad as that offense played this year, as bad as that team played this year, he still broke his own record <laughs> <No>. <laughs> <laughs> for most completions. But remember, uh, the the jet sweep uh, toss pass, that's a completion. 
the yeah. little five-yard out route, it's that's a completion. completion. The screen plays, those are completions. They're the definition of dinking and dunking. Right. Yeah. Those are completions. Those they are count. Completions. Yeah. They count. They count. As long as the pass is going forward, it counts. Yes. And Brady was able to do that a few times <laughs> this year. I'm not knocking his record or anything. Lack but of, the I'm lack of vertical. Saying. The yeah. lack, lack of yeah. vertical offense. Yeah. Yes. You know, he actually made, he made it to the playoffs. Let's see, but the Buccaneers made it to the playoffs horizontally. They did. <laughs> they got in. They were the best of the worst. They were exactly they were the best of the worst. And, you know, you just, so, you just have but, to give him that. But he did lose today to Desmond Ritter, yep. who in his four-game audition goes 2-2. Two and two. Mm-hmm. Um, well, This game he won pretty handily, 13 points. Uh, you could argue, again, Tampa knew what they were doing. Uh, knew what they were locked in, couldn't go anywhere, so they might have rested some people. Is that enough? to get him a decent look at next season, or will the Falcons, with their top ten pick, I think it's eight, mm-hmm. uh, be in the market for a starting quarterback? Well, no. They, it, they it's not eight? No. Well, it is eight, but they won't be in the market for a starting quarterback, I don't think. Uh, well, they'll, they won't. In the draft, they're not looking for a quarterback. We'll put it that way. In the draft, they're going to probably beef up on that line. Again. Get a, yeah, again. Get a <laughs> Ad nauseum. Backer, right. Or get a linebacker uh, of some sort. Um, they, they're probably going to work on the back end of the defense, the linebacker in the safety position. I think that they're going to have enough money because they will. Yep. They're going to have enough money to get that edge rusher that they need. And if you can get that quarterback that's out there, Mm-hmm. I.e. Lamar Jackson. If you can get him, then that would be okay. That that would be good. That's the big that's the big uh, conundrum heading into the off season. Well, I won't say the biggest. Certainly one of the three. Mm-hmm. What's what is Lamar Jackson going to do? Will he yeah. re-sign with Baltimore, or will he test the waters and go somewhere else? Um, if you believe Lamar, he says that um, his relationship with the Baltimore front office is cordial. No, ac- no acrimony there, mm-hmm. but I think his agent is going to be very quietly entertaining offers and seeing who comes in with the big package. Another quarterback who's going to hit the uh, free agent market, who's worn out his proverbial welcome, Derek Carr in Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. He is out, and he pulled a Mary- what, I, what I refer to as a Mariota. Got one for you. All right, well, hold on. Let me just, let me just finish, and I'll get to you. He pulled a, he pulled a Mariota. Which means he said, "Okay, you're benching me. Fine, I'm I'm gonna take care of nagging injuries, as I say, air quotes, and leave the team." And that's kind of what he did. Okay, Leon, what do you want? What do you want? What do you want to throw at me? I'm gonna throw it right. Oh yeah, I'm gonna throw it at you. Okay. You know, I'm I'm Randy I'm Randy Johnson on the mound right now. <laughs> so, you're a GM. Mm-hmm. You have Aaron Rodgers and everything he brings to the table. Or, and, or you have Derek Carr. Mm-hmm. Well, then Derek brings to the car, table. How, well, Aaron Rodgers is, what, five years older than Derek Carr? Yeah, facts. Facts. But, you know, you need to win now. And, you, you know, and, you know, speaking with Lamar Jackson, Lamar, if you're listening, I'm pretty sure you are. <laughs> Russell Wilson. Just remember his name. Yes. All right. So, you know what I'm saying? I'm, I'm, let's, and, you know. and, I'm, and, yeah, all right, I'll let you finish. So, who are you taking? Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr, it's for both of you guys. All right. Well, the thing with the thing with Aaron Rodgers, 
and I said this when we, and this is another thing I said when we were off air. I really believe Aaron Rodgers is playing mind game for the Packers, for the Packers front office, and I think he's, I think he's getting a, getting a very slight kick out of it, because um, the Packers were given up for dead, and of course once they do, they get the whispers going on. Okay, let's Jordan Love, you know, maybe Aaron's done, and then Aaron says, okay, he cracks his knuckles, time to get to work. And sure enough, Green Bay is on the for, is on the doorstep of another playoff berth. And I think Aaron Rodgers is just enjoying messing around with the Green Bay front office and the fans by doing that to him. So I, and like I said, I think I'd rather have the, the problem with Derek again. Derek Carr has thrown from one of the three quarterbacks who's thrown for more than thirteen interceptions. Uh, Matt Ryan is one is another one. And I can't remember the third. Um, uh, is it uh, is it Russell Wilson? I don't know. I don't think it's Wilson, but I I don't know. There, there it's hang on. I I can find it. Uh, but again, I Derek Carr has thrown for a ton of interceptions this season. Uh, this after Las Vegas got Devontae Adams, that didn't help him. So I, I mean, I almost would rather go with Derek Carr because simply because he's younger. Yeah, he's thirty-one. Yeah, he's got he's younger. And Rogers thirty nine. Okay, okay. Yep. And I and I still like the whole meme of him uh with that scowl on his face in the black jersey and I always yeah. put in Neil before Zod. <laughs> which I think which I think is I, I, I love Oh, it's uh it's I know who it is. It's Davis Mills of Houston. Oh, oh okay. wow. And he only three NFL and only three NFL players have thrown for more picks than Mills is thirteen. I know Carr's one. Mm-hmm. I know uh, Matt Ryan is one. Yeah. And again, not sure who the uh, not sure who the other could be. But again, that's Davis Davis Mills, and of course Houston, they're going to need a quarterback. I think Davis Mills, even though he is from Mill Creek, and congratulations to Mill Creek for winning the Georgia Seven A State Championship. Boy, did they just mauled all opponents this season. They scored seventy. On Carrollton in that final matchup, including a stretch where within 50 seconds five touchdowns were scored. Wow! It's one of the one of the highlights of uh, Georgia uh, the weekend last weekend at Georgia State's Center Park Stadium. The finals are going to move where they probably should have been all along. Mercedes Benz next season. Good. Uh, which means the Atlanta Falcons will be on the road that weekend more than likely mm-hmm. uh, when we get the 2023 schedule. So anyway, that's again that's neither here nor there. Um, so yeah, he's been very interception prone. So, but honestly, I would go if you can't get Lamar Jackson. You, I think Derek Carr probably would be a, would be serviceable. If you're Atlanta Falcons, oh, if I'm the Atlanta Falcons, uh, what I got a choice between them two? Yeah. If I'm the Atlanta Falcons, you want to win now, and I want to win now. I'm going Aaron Rodgers, mm-hmm. but because I want to win now. But again, they have seventy million. They have about seventy-seven million dollars in cap space this season, and yeah. an, an absurd amount. Yeah, a great amount. Yes, they can do a lot with that. Mm-hmm. If I'm Atlanta Falcons right now, I go Aaron Rodgers because if I'm trying to win now and I feel like I can seize the division, and I, I'm seeing Carolina getting better, I'm seeing I don't know where New Orleans is going to go, and I don't know if Tom Brady's going to finally hang it up. But even if he does or if he doesn't, you need somebody to compete with him in that division, a quarterback that can compete with him in that division, and the one guy that can do it is Aaron Rodgers. And he he would be that guy 
Oh, gosh. That, Imagine Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady in the same division. Uh, man, I'd be like Robert De Niro, age 70, fighting against Sylvester. Fighting against Al Pacino. <laughs> yeah. 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 Uh, him and Al Pacino. would be. Yep. <laughs> you guys ever seen the Irishman? Yes. yes. You see when Robert De Niro, they had a little scene. Robert De Niro was seven years old, beating up Thomas Cigar, I guess, you know. And, you know, both, both of them are kind of grave right now, too. Yep, exactly. Mm-hmm. Well, they both I, – I think Tom Brady comes back next year. I think he does. I think he does, too, because, honestly, he's got nothing else. he got nothing to do with the house. <laughs> exactly. Well, I mean, yeah, he doesn't. <laughs> really? I mean, I mean he's, got a, he's got a deal with Fox to come in and, and play and, and – and do whatever he needs to do with them. Yes, but I don't. I don't. I honestly don't think. I think if he goes in to do color on games with Foxy, I think he's thinking to himself, "I can make that pass." Yep. yep. I can make that pass. Yep. I'm going down to make that pass. I'm going to make that pass. <laughs> I'll be back. Yeah. I'll be, <laughs> just wait, I'll be right back. Hold on. I got to change. Let me change. Now that compare that to Rob Gronkowski, who's actually. He's having. He finally figured it out what to do mm-hmm. for retirement, and he's having fun. And yeah. you can't and you can't get and you can't uh, dismiss that. But of course, Gronk has always been more of a free spirit than Tom is. Tom is just laser focused. Without without playing football, Tom really doesn't have anything. That's really all he cares about. He's you know where the scene in, in Maverick mm-hmm. where Tom Cruise says, "I am a fighter pilot. That's who I am." <laughs> That's Tom Brady. I am a football quarterback. That's who. It's not what I do. It's who I am. Yep. Yeah, that you know. Yep. So that that's essentially <laughs> what that's essentially what that is. Yeah. So, and also you know, um, them coming up with an, uh, I was thinking about doing a new award, um, validated and verified award. <laughs> okay. You know, but I would say, if, and I you know I was saying in reference to Green Bay, and Detroit, that was like my validated and verified. Um, you know, my finalists. Right. Between Geno Smith, Jared Goff, and Aaron Rodgers. Because mm. they, I mean, we were all ready to write. Let's see, Geno Smith, a journeyman quarterback. Yeah. Yep. He was, was simply there just to fill in until they, until Seattle got a quote unquote real quarterback. Until they, yeah, Geno was just the emergency fill in until Seattle tanked, got a top 10 pick, and uh, grabbed Bryce Young. Right. But then you see, wow, they're on a, they're, they're on the cusp of, Making the playoffs, Geno Smith is going to the Pro Bowl. Yeah, you know, actually Which, a pretty decent year for the man. Um, Jared Goff, pretty much traded to Siberia in exchange for Matt Stafford, who goes to his old team and wins the Super Bowl. I mean, if talk about pie in the face, mm-hmm. you know, then for him to come out next year, um, lead the lead. Pretty much the Lions to the first 500 seats, potentially first winning season, and I don't know when exactly, and potentially march to the playoffs. You know, though it's not a Super Bowl, mm-hmm. that is pretty huge for the city of Detroit, right there. You know. Oh yes, I mean if they if they get that last playoff or that last berth, they get if they get in. Oh gosh, I could and if, and if they play Minnesota. Can you imagine the amount of Lions fans that are going to converge on that? Oh, man. That's going to be huge. And especially because Minnesota's been stumbling the last couple of games. They have. They got to win today. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, they – they. well, the thing with Minnesota is that their defense – if Minnesota and Detroit play, it's going to be a shootout because both teams' defense is awful. Mm-hmm. Okay? And that's surprising for me to even say that with Minnesota. 
And secondly, how many close games are you gonna be able to win? Mm-hmm. They won. They went eleven and zero in games decided by seven points or less. Very. I mean, is it, stre- is it stressful or exciting? Both. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> so it could be like it could be like Michigan and TCU. Yeah. Yeah. Just could like, be. You know, just beat the heck out of one another and let last, last person standing wins. Mm-hmm. Or like Georgia and Ohio State. Right. Yeah. They basically did the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I said it to you guys uh, on our group text. The best pair of college football semifinals ever. Yeah. yeah like and this. and there's no doubt about that, yes. John. There's no question. I mean, usually we get a route and and then the and then the hand ringers come out. Oh, we should never. It should be the top two teams. It should be this. It should be that. No, 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 no question that the committee A got it right and B this was a proper format for what we saw. Yes, and they're they're talking about what potentially expanding it. Oh, they are going to expand yeah, it. It's twenty twenty four. Yeah. So yeah. we're talking. It's going pretty soon. It's going to be like the look like the NFL playoffs pretty soon. Yeah, next year. Yeah, and then they're going. Who who knows? They might add a little NBA flavor and have a playing tournament. In, in <laughs> That's like, oh, jeez. <laughs> I hope. So, I mean, I mean, I I think, I think it's a lot like you know. Do not turn this into something like that. We already have that. It's in March. It's basketball. We have that. We don't need another one. Uh, you know, baseball is kind of like a uh, kind of like a hybrid, but we we already have this kind of uh, tournament. It's in Mar- it's in May- it's in March, and we don't need we don't need another one. I think after I think after this, I don't think you need to expand it. I think the twelve team format is enough. And if you're argue if you're thirteen and you're arguing you should be in, mm-hmm. you you probably had so many chances to get in and blow it and blew it. Yeah, because now that, three or four lost teams can now probably possibly get in mm-hmm. to this tournament now. Yeah. So in regards to that Georgia TCU, who do you have? Well, you know, I'm running, I'm, I'm gonna go with the with the more of a more of the traditional powerhouse. You know, Georgia's been here; they've done it. We haven't seen a repeat winner in quite some time, right? Yeah. <clears throat> so, I mean, as great as Alabama was, I think they only did it once. Yeah. Clemson only did it once. Yeah. Well. <laughs> That no one has repeated during the BCS playoff during the playoff era. Right. So, um, man, it's going to be a classic of a game. TC, listen, TCU, they're, they're not going to be a slouch in this game. No, no, no they're not. No. They're not going to be a slouch in it, man. And but listen, Georgia's been the best team all season year long. Therefore, I'm going TCU. <laughs> You're going TCU. Yeah. Wow. Um, I'm I'm not going to pick. With my head this time, I'm gonna pick with my gut. I got a gut feeling that this TCU team is going to win this ball game. I think Georgia's going to win because their defense was utterly embarrassed last week. I mean, granted, they won in the most dramatic fashion I've ever seen a win in my 40 years on this planet. And I'm not trying to sound like Skip Bayless. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm talking about right at the New Year's. Bam! Happy New Year. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What a, way, what a way to ring it in, right? Of course, not for me because I was in Las Vegas. I was three hours behind. It happened at nine o'clock, mm-hmm. so I still had another three hours to go. But boy, the fans in the the fans at Mercedes Benz must have thought, okay, our New Year's wish was granted. Mm-hmm. Man, I think we were all on a group text when it, when this is all occurring. Yeah, yeah. Well, I'm I got the remote in my hand, trying to ring in the New Year, and and so we turn it on ABC, and. 
Happy New Year, and then I turn it back on, <laughs> and you see the Georgia fans just going crazy because the Ohio State kicker had kicked the ball at the strike of midnight. Yes. I said, dude, come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> Happy New Year. Yes. Yeah, that was you know? ridiculous. That was ridiculous. So, you know, but I'm, I believe that um, UGA's um, defense has been – really going in as far as their practice is concerned. Like, they, this cannot – something like that can you, – you, you get one. I think you get one where you're allowed to allow – when you're allowed to give up 40-plus points and walk out with a victory mm-hmm. in a very meaningful game. But if they give up 40-plus points again against TCU, it's not going to wind up – it's not going to be a victory. Well, I'll say this. All four defenses did not come to suit up. No, they didn't. They all took New Year's off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and we were actually, and again, people were actually happy about that, which is kind of surprising. Right? You know, they want our defense to do well, and your defense to stink. Is really what they want. Yeah, but it, but that wasn't expected. You know, I didn't expect for for TCU to put up fifty one points on. Or was it? No, what was the score? That it wasn't fifty one. It was fifty one forty five. Yeah, I, I, yeah. I didn't expect for them to put fifty one up on Michigan, and I mean, still almost lose. Mm-hmm. I mean, back and forth, dink and dunk. It was crazy. It was like a boomerang. Yeah, it yeah. was literally like two boxers who were blocking haymakers with their face. All <laughs> fight. All fight. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. No. Now, are we going to see this in this game? I don't know if it's going to be that bad. I think the first team, the 40, will win. Oh, wow. I do. I, I seriously do. I because mean, so- TCU is coming in. They love this underdog thing, man. Yeah, they're embracing it. They're embracing this underdog thing. And I'll tell you what. If they keep embracing it and they keep embracing it like they do, they're going to get more and more confident. I I think TCU is going to win their first national title since 1938. Wow. Almost. That was, what, what, uh, 85 years ago? Mm -hmm. Yep. In 85 years. Good number. Good counting, man. Wow. What was it, 1938? 1938. Yeah. And Georgia's going to win their first national title since last year. <laughs> <laughs> There's got to be some type of um... – Tell you what, if TCU does win, the legion of Georgia fans out there, they might just go walking into the Pacific Ocean and never be heard from again. Oh, my goodness. I mean, that is parody in a nutshell. Yeah. 85. I mean, I, I, I don't remember TCU – TCU's never made it to the um to the playoffs like that. I mean, they kind of came out of. They went five and six last year. Yeah, yeah I'd say they they weren't even ranked like that. Like, I mean, they came out of seemingly they came out of nowhere. TC, see that now that goes off and puts something that that puts a further light on another subject that we kind of touched on mm-hmm. last year. I mean, last last year. Yeah, it, yeah, literally last year. Literally. <laughs> but this is the you see what the I mean if that's not a turnaround. That TCU, you know, when you guys know it, when I say turn around, mm-hmm. this is what the alumni are going to be expecting out of Colorado next year with Deion Sanders. Because hey, yeah. you have TCU, who didn't even finish 500 last year. And I, and I told you, what's the, what's the opener for Colorado next year? At TCU. Wow. I love it. <laughs> wow. I love it. And – let me tell you, and a lot of a lot of the bad thing I said about Deion Sanders once the facts came out about his tenure at Jackson State University, you know, 
because I I think it was a it was a more of an argument based on the living information at the public know is like between culture and money. Mm-hmm. You know, which one do you run with? But once we found out that there was actually some um, unfair things that's happening to Deion Sanders on the Jackson State um, campus, which actually made the decision a lot easier for him to go off and take him and his recruits to Colorado. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I like to apologize to Deion Sanders for some of the ill things I may have said about the man. You know what I'm saying? And he, and it was a great interview that he gave with his good friend Shannon Sharp on Club Shay Shay. That was it was that, that was a great interview. <clears throat> but saying that to say, um, with the emergence of TCU, that just made that 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 just kind of turned up the temperature mm-hmm. for Colorado next year. You know, as far as the yeah, they're expecting maybe I'm saying at least what seven wins. I mean, they went one eleven last year. Yeah, we're expecting a, more than that. They're expecting a lot more than that. They gave yeah. what thirty five million mm-hmm. with the with the with the transfer portal and, and all of that stuff, man. And and now his boys coming over <clears throat> Shador, and Travis Hunter is coming with him. Right. Look what the transfer portal did for USC. Okay. Almost got them to the national title game, but uh, to the uh, national semifinals, but they couldn't win the the Pac-12. Yeah, because Utah. Utah sport the party. Mm-hmm. Utah had a nick on them or whatnot. But one of the most exciting teams out there out west, right? Couldn't get it done, and then they they still didn't win the Cotton Bowl because Tulane beat them in the Cotton Bowl. But Caleb Williams became the Heisman winner. Well, Caleb Williams was injured for a lot of that championship he was, game. Yeah, he was he was hurt for a lot of that game, which probably could have been right. Could have you know, and I, the, you the know, reason. I'm looking at I'm looking at that, and he's saying, you know, I'm not I'm injured, but I'm not coming out. You are hurting your team in this in this bowl game in this uh, championship game by mm-hmm. staying in. By staying in the game. Are you telling me that another quarterback who's more could be more mobile, mm-hmm. could be more you know a little more physical, make better throws? I mean, I. I honestly think uh, Caleb Williams hurt USC yeah. by staying in that ball game. I, I, I think so, too. And there's life. Mm. There is life after college football, literally and proverbially. Yeah. Proverbially. Proverbially. <laughs> I said about that. I, I just <laughs> proverbially, yeah. Proverbially. Uh, tomato, tomato. Yes. Yeah, yeah pretty much. Potato, right. potato. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Proverbially, proverbially. Yeah. Proverb. Early. All right. Yes. There we go. But either way, yeah, you, you got you got to take all that into consideration, and you know I see what college football is doing with expanding the playoffs, but then, you know, I like to have college football in their committee think about some guy by the name of Janavian Clowney. R- remember that guy? I mean, Janavian you know, Clowney. Janavian, yeah, you know, yeah. He, uh, he sat out the whole year. Yeah. 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 Um, and I want to I want to bring up a gentleman by the name of Todd Gurley. Mm-hmm. Georgia people are very familiar with this man. Yep. You know. The man who gave his knees to the Georgia Bulldog program. Yep. And I'm pretty sure there's a lot of college five-star college football players who will be responsible for their teams getting to those playoffs. But at the same time, it's safe to say that, I mean, if you have a promising NFL future, I'm talking about your uh, first three-round draft pick. Not talking yeah. about the bottom three. Right. But your first three-round draft pick, are you going to keep the – are you going to be – are you going to still keep, keep keep that engine revving 
at high RPMs, or are you going to, are you going to think about your future? Because we even had this in basketball. Yeah. Yeah. Where um, what was the gentleman who um he made he made such a huge impact for the Golden State Warriors who was traded from Minnesota. Um, he replaced he seemingly replaced Kevin Durant at the small forward position at um. I can't forget his name. Wiggins. Yeah, Andrew Wiggins. Yeah, yeah Wiggins. When he was at Kansas. Mm-hmm. It said that he, he may have turned it down a little bit mm. during, during the um, NCAA tournament. And during his press conference, hey, if I could do it again, I would. I'll come back and, you know, they say, why won't you? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to leave right now. And, you know, he, he majors in. Because, you know, these players are majoring in the NFL and NBA in college. Yeah, they're not getting an NBA. They're getting an NBA. Period. Yeah, and they're they're not trying to hurt themselves. You know, and look at look at uh, Scoot Henderson, former Cal standout. He's the first player to go the G League route, playing for the Las Vegas Ignite, which is not a technical G League team, but they do play G League. They kind of like a barnstorming club, oh, okay. and he's projected to be one of the top five picks, uh, two picks in the in the draft. Yeah, it sounds like that's the best way to go. Yeah, in terms of basketball. Yeah, yeah, you know? just skip if you yeah. can. <laughs> Yes. Right, right, right. I mean, the heck with the one and done. Just skip it. But, again, it, it with the XFL and the USFL coming into play. Providing, the, providing more avenues. Avenues for players who just can't, you know, break it in the NFL. The only thing, I, only thing about that is it, it comes before the NFL draft. Right. That season starts right after the Super Bowl. XFL is going to start right after the Super Bowl. The USFL is going to start right after the Super Bowl. As Leon's phone rings. Yes. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll be without Leon for a moment. So, Daniel, please continue your point about yeah. about uh, routes to the to the NFL and the NBA. You know, so it's it, it's like that. And, you know, I tell people about baseball. Remember how we used to call uh, games for Georgia Perimeter College? When it was GP, when, when it existed, when it existed, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure people used to. Well, I used to tell people all the time. Oh like, yeah, the first game, said, the first game you ever did mm-hmm. was a seven inning no hitter. No, no, and you're like, man, no do, doesn't this happen all the time? Right, exactly. <laughs> and and the thing about it is that on that team, that perimeter team, you had some people that was transferring from Division One schools. Oh, to uh, JUCO schools. Yeah, right? and and uh, Reinhardt and, and their. Uh, on their on their uh, early signing day period, uh, just got a transfer from Kansas State. Right, right. It, it, it's almost like it it boggles my mind to see that mm-hmm. you know that you would go from Division One to NAI. You're going from Manhattan, Kansas, yeah, to Alaska, Georgia. Georgia. <laughs> There's nothing but trees there. I mean, there is a subway. There's a subway. But that's about it. There's no Waffle House. It's so small, there's no Waffle Waffle House. House. But there's a subway. There is a subway, yes. I just find that to be funny. And and that's the route that that happens in baseball. Baseball is kind of like you're going backwards, but guess what? Those those scouts are actually looking even harder at the JUCO level. They're there. At the NAIA level. And the good thing about JUCO, JUCO starts at – at two, a whole two weeks before uh, Division uh, One. Division One, right? Yeah, that is true. That's true. Yes. So it's funny on how the routes mm-hmm. are are so different from football and basketball and baseball. Right. 
Exactly. So it's just it's just interesting. Uh, getting back to the um, interceptions, NFL interceptions. I just looked it up. Davis Mills must have thrown two picks today. Oh, he did. Yep, because he's on top with 15. Now here are the quarterbacks who've thrown 14. There are four of them. Mm-hmm. Derek Carr's one. Yeah. Josh Allen, Kirk Cousins, Zach Prescott. Yeah. Yes. I I I knew it was like prominent quarterbacks. Yes. Yeah, they had thrown picks. And Dak Prescott, I can't believe I didn't see <clears throat> Dak Prescott coming. Yeah, but uh, Matt yeah. Ryan had 13. At 13. Yeah, Dak Prescott. Yeah, Josh Allen, Josh Allen threw a lot of picks, man. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 But you know, he's not the when when you think of prominent quarterbacks that throw that throw picks, I think in you know, it's, it's random, mm-hmm. ran, ran, random. Joe Montana, 1991, or if it wasn't 1991, it's threw a pick every game. Yeah. Yeah. It happens. With, with, with Jerry Brown as wide receiver and John Taylor, but but in his but in his Super Bowl history, he oh, threw yeah, eleven yeah, touchdowns yeah, 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 he's and no interceptions. Yeah, that, that part, that part. <laughs> yeah, Trevor Lawrence played seventeen games, mm-hmm. eight picks, and he only had two in his last seven, I think. Yeah, which again ties amazing. ties into that six and one run six to end the season. Run. Yeah, well, yeah. Geno Smith only had nine. Yeah, Kenny Pickett only had nine. Although Pickett uh, missed some time because there was some, oh yeah he did there were yeah. some areas where Pittsburgh was trying to figure out what they were doing yeah. but in terms of starters who have played the whole season that eight from Trevor Lawrence I don't see anyone beating that that's pretty accurate so they're looking at the uh, they're looking at the Seattle game okay let me get over there uh, let's see what am I trying to see what but and also there and also that reminds me of another point I wanted to I wanted to make Cooper Rush has three okay um another point I wanted to make about Denver I I looked into it and Denver the way the contract is set up Denver is stuck with Russell Wilson oh yeah 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 yeah, 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 yeah. they're yeah. He's stuck with him 221 million dollars guarantee right yeah they, so they, they can't let him go no yeah, they, they they can't let for him go what about two two more seasons John I think so I think it is and then and then they can possibly look at a trade, mm-hmm. or they could let him go. The dead money won't be as bad, right? But if you let him go now, you're you're done for. <laughs> yeah, you're done. Yeah, you're yeah. done. You're done. You're done, and you're gonna have to rely on draft picks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, Denver is. Uh, I think they're. Th- uh, they had the top ten draft, uh, and of course there are two teams. I think Denver's pick got traded to somewhere, didn't it? Oh, uh, uh, yeah, look, yeah. To look at the that trade, I think Miami it's, has their pick. Let me look at that. Somebody has their pick. I know Seahawks. The Seahawks has their pick. Yeah, because of the trade. Oh yeah, well yeah, that yeah. makes sense. Yeah. And so, all right, so they're definitely stuck with them next season. But boy, since since it was just so awful uh, this season, I think Denver's fans are just having absolutely no hope for next season. Yeah. I mean, they're looking at next season as a lost cause, and they shouldn't because. You you did hear that they're trying to interview Sean Payton. Mm-hmm. And they're, they're trying to get permission pay- from the Saints. I think the Saints gave him permission. I think they did. I think the Saints like we don't care. He was here. Yeah, he's, he's here. in the booth. Yeah, we don't care. He's over at Fox. He's over at Fox. Yeah. But they, I think he's. I think they still pay him. Yes, because yep. he he let he retired. So right, they and they, still and there's him. still some Saint fans holding under the hope that he'll magically decide to return. Mm-hmm. Yeah, don't. No, he's no, he's not coming. He's not don't. coming back. Don't please don't. Now, it looks like the Rams Seahawks are going to go to overtime. So no, he missed it. That means he missed it because Seattle was lining up for a field goal. Yeah. 
Well, Giants are coming back. It's 22-16 with 138 remaining. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, the Chargers, we've um, made a game out of it. Six, six, six yeah, they're down, by, they're down by three. We got some really good finishes on this, the season finale mm-hmm. of NFL football. The only one who's not making a charge late are the Cowboys. 26-6, Washington with five minutes to go. Just unbelievable on how Dallas just could not seize this opportunity. If Philadelphia loses to the Giants and Dallas loses – They've got to be saying, wow, we had a chance to win the division mm-hmm. and, and get a home game right? instead of playing on the road. Because just because you're going to play Tampa on the road doesn't mean you're going to avoid the top three. Right. You know? You still got the second round to deal with. Mm-hmm. It's, not like, it's not like you're going to play Tampa every round until Arizona. Exactly. <laughs> so I, I don't know about this, man. And the Giants on Philadelphia's 25-yard line. That's interesting. Yes. Exactly. We are last three guys to do a podcast. I'm John Morgo. Our hope uh, with Leon Brown and Daniel Bolton. Our first uh, podcast for the 2023 season. Talking about everything that's been going on. Let's talk a little bit uh, about the situation with that Bills-Bengals game. And DeMar Hamlin looks like he is going to recover from that incredibly scary injury that he suffered Monday night in Cincinnati against the Bengals. The NFL has ruled that they were not going to replay the game. There's really no time to do it. Uh, And I don't see how you're going to unless you decide to do it through a Madden simulation. Um, But again, what... uh, an incredible, I don't want to say performance because really they were just doing their job, but the first responders at Cincinnati and the Buffalo medical team to, to know what they were dealing with and get it effectively stabilized so that this young man has a chance to survive and it doesn't look like he's going to get any, well, again, it's, it's I, I don't want to say this, but as of right now, the long-term, short-term damages, we don't see any. But long term, he's going to have a big road for him, and hopefully the NFL will continue to support him like they've done, the entire league has done it through the week 18, uh, 17 matchups. Yeah, and listen, when it first happened, um, I was actually flicking channels, so I didn't see it live. I didn't see it live either. Yeah, um, my, my father-in-law called me, and he I said, I was drying hey. out rugs. <laughs> and he called and he said, Daniel, are you watching this game? And I said, and I looked on the app and I said, it's a delay in the game. And so I turned it on and then you just, it's like that dead silence that you're seeing. And then Joe Buck goes low. And I know, and I already know as a broadcaster, when you go low, something has happened. But to delay the game uh, because of an injury, I was like, what in the world just happened? And then they just, they actually said what was going on. But I found the clip on YouTube because everybody's going to put it on YouTube. Of course. Of course. Yeah. Looked like a routine tackle. Yeah. And a lot of people want to say T. Higgins did something wrong. I didn't see anything no, that T. I, Higgins did wrong. I didn't see anything DeMar Hamlin did wrong. I, he just made a tackle. It was just a football play. It was, it was, it was honestly part, a fluke. Yeah. yeah it's it's the, been a lot of that going on. The scary part is him getting up. <clears throat> wow. The, yeah. Him getting up and and just collapsing. Like that, but the first responders to get there in time and do what they need and do what they need to do. Um, I have to give kudos to that, guys. I don't think I, I, I can actually vouch for either either of us by saying 
that we had never seen anything like that before. Um, I know I got, I got, a, I got emotional. Yeah. When when it happened, because these guys go out here every day, and they put their bodies on the line, mm-hmm. either for their families to support their families, or just because they play this game like they do. And to see Demar like that, it was it it was it was terrible to see. But man. His comeback story is is starting to just be incredible, and I, I and I just want to say to his you know to his family you know I, well wishes and we're praying for you uh, on this side, but it it also shows that there is a God somewhere, mm-hmm. right? Because today I turn on Red Zone, first thing I see. The first game that's up is the Bills and Patriots. And what's the first thing that happens? There's a kickoff return that's ran for a touchdown. It's just – it's it's incredible. It, that's just – how do you write that script? And it gets even weirder because the Bills got two kickoff returns for a touchdown. And the last time that happened was three years and three days ago. That's crazy. Yeah. But that's just absolutely nuts, man. Yeah. It's great. It's glad to see that player that he will recover. I mean, of course, Demar Hamlin number, number three. Number that's three. the that's, that's the, the significance. That's the significance, significance of, of that number. But do we believe that Skip Bayless's career and him and Shannon Sharp's relationship will recover? Let's put it this way: You know who's enjoying this? Fox executives. Because Skip and Shannon, Undisputed, just became appointment television. You might see a brawl on the air. You might see somebody get called and all the negative ga- names in the book. This is, you could argue that a lot of what goes on on coaches' shows is manufactured drama for clicks. This is real honest-to-goodness drama, real honest-to-goodness thing of two people who basically now hate each other. Well, I don't know if Skip hates Shannon, but I do know Shannon basically would like to take Skip and throw him out of, a, of an airplane without a parachute. This is, this is incredible drama. It's now appointment television. People are going to watch this, and Fox executives are going to play this to the hilt. And why? Because ratings. their ratings went up. Yep. They went up 57%, I believe. That that show's ratings went through the roof. Mm-hmm. Because everybody wanted to tune in and see what would be Shannon's reaction when he came back. Because it was a very awkward, awkward Tuesday show with just Skip sitting there by himself. Yes. And then for Wednesday to come. Skip learned he cannot carry the show by himself. He carry the show by himself. He needs that foil. And... Here's my thing. I don't think it was the actual tweet that was sent. I think it was when he sent it. Oh, the timing was it. it was the timing. Wow. The first tweet you should have sent was it, for anybody. Yes. Prayers, prayers, prayers for the player. For the player. Yes. The player prayers should be first. Goes to the family and friends 
and colleagues of Damar Hamlin mm -hmm. get well soon. That is the first thing that should have been said out of anybody's mouth. Right. Not about a damn game. Right. Because to hell with the game. It wasn't, it wasn't about a game mm -hmm. then. It wasn't about football then. And, and that's what it is with me. You don't have to – Skip doesn't have to take his tweet down. Right. I don't care what he does with his tweet. And I didn't have a problem with his tweet. But it was, the, it was when you put it up there. We can say whatever we want to say behind that. But the first thing should have been, hey, uh, I just lost my train of thought <laughs> thinking about it. DeMar that. Hamlin. DeMar Hamlin, your prayers go out to you. Push through this. Get well. If, in fact, your first three or four tweets should have been that. Yes. Period. Period. That's what should have happened. We'll worry about that on the back end. Mm-hmm. Okay? And, and in terms of that, I'm glad that the league didn't play the game. Yes. So what? <laughs> so what, man? We almost, we almost lost the guy on the football field. That we, we ain't never seen that before. Right. That game should have never – don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. We'll fig, figure it out come Thursday. Mm -hmm. All right. we, the first thing that should have been on Skip's mind was that man's integrity. And I ain't telling him what to do because he's a – He's been around for years, and he's been a journalist for years, and we already know how Skip Bayless goes. Yes, we already know that he like he likes to push the envelope. He's all about the clicks. Exactly. Uh, and hey, he went to Vanderbilt, so he can't be all bad. Yeah. But he's, you know, in this case, he's ninety nine percent bad. And I know he, I I don't think Skip's a bad person. You know. No. I just think he does things at the wrong time. <laughs> yeah, he should have. He should have at least, you know, went went. The day when him and Shannon were having a conversation when Shannon came back, he was interrupting Shannon. I didn't like that. And he said that I stand on what I said. And, like, come on, bro. Like, you're, you're sounding I, as if you believe that DeMar Hamlin's life is expendable. Yeah. Like, we've yes. literally seen some. He literally died during the game, and they had to bring him back to life. Had to bring yep. him back to life. Mm -hmm. And he was like, man, just, just, just stop. Just shovel him out and bring another one in to keep this game going. Come on, come on, come on. Right. Like, Whoa. <laughs> Oh, now we, 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 uh, that's that what it made. That's what that tweet made it seem like. Yes, that's what it was. And if that was the very first thing we saw, now we're thinking you're insensitive. Mm -hmm. It's just, just not how that goes, Cause man. If that was, no, because if it was Tom Brady that happened to, you think mm -hmm. it would have been like? You, you think he'd be like, man, let's just get Tom out of here and let's keep this game going. I got money on the line. Yeah. The, right, the, on, on. the only way that I can see that this relationship would be paired up is if they just, if the last five minutes of undisputed, they just have a. A moment, uh, of honesty. A, a moment of honesty, and Skip says, "I don't. If I wrecked our relationship, I'm sorry. Just, just that. But Skip Bayless won't do that. Yeah, I don't think he. And will. on Tuesday, when Daniel and I were doing a game, apparently there was something cross social media, and I had to point out to Daniel that mm -hmm. boy Skip must really feel like he's in hot water. He just praised LeBron. I've seen that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah." <laughs> And we all know how much he, he doesn't like LeBron. And we all know that what that's standing in for. My generation mm -hmm. is better than yours. My generation is the greatest. Mm -hmm. I'm, and by extension, I'm the greatest. I'm immortal. I'm not going to die. I will always be the main player. We all know that's what his antipathy to LeBron is based on. Why he, all, he will always play up Jordan. Jordan represents his generation. Oh, and by the way, game next season, Buffalo at Cincinnati. Yeah. Yeah. 
That is going to be. You want to believe that's going to be Sunday night football. They're oh, all yeah. that. That's that might even be the first week of Sunday night of Sunday night football. It could be. It could be. And and check this out. It could be the game in two weeks. Yep. It, it could, could be. be the divisional playoff game in two weeks mm-hmm. in Cincinnati. Yep. Because Cincinnati's the two seed. Yep. That's true. I'm sorry, they're the three. So it'll be in Buffalo. Okay. Buffalo's the two well, they're they, playing. Did they say they were thinking about making that a neutral site game? No. 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 Um, only if. Because I would have suggested Ken White Field in, in Waluska for that. Hey, how about it? Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, no. For that game, I think they were talking about the AFC Championship game possibly being. If Kansas City had lost the one seed. Yeah, if okay. Kansas City lost the one seed. Like Kansas City. Didn't. Yeah, because they dispatched Las yeah. Vegas without any just, issues. Just looking like they're just having fun out there right Oh, now. yeah, with the whole ring around the yeah. rosy play that, that went viral. But even that, now, but just uh, to go along with that, <laughs> their offense is just you, – you thought it was going to slow down after Tyreek Hill left. Right. And – it looked like it just got better. Well, that's a credit to that's a credit to Eric Bieniemy. It's mm-hmm. a credit to Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. It's a credit to all how they're able to adjust with what they have mm-hmm. and not focus so much on what they don't have. Yep. Yeah. Uh, Charters and Broncos have won final. Okay, what was uh, the final on that one? Twenty-eight, thirty-one Broncos. Okay. So. Um, all right, and I doesn't think affect the Chargers. No, I mean the Chargers were locked. Five. Yeah. Chargers were locked. Let's say right. Philadelphia beat the Giants 22-16. Seahawks. Is that, are they still in overtime? Yeah, they're still in overtime. Yeah. So what does that do if they tie? If the Seahawks tie, what does that, what does that do to everything? Well, the Seahawks are actually winning right now <clears throat> in overtime. Well, if they, if they won. Yeah. I know, it, went, it went final. Yeah, just went final. Okay, so the Seahawks won the ball game. So that means Detroit is out. Is out. Wow. So Detroit can play spoiler, however. Mm-hmm. Detroit can play spoiler. If Detroit beats Green Bay, then Seattle is in. Be the seven. Yeah. Then Green Bay gets knocked out. Yeah. So Detroit is out of the playoffs, but they can play spoiler. So Green yep. Bay is winning. There's Demar Hamlin. I don't know if y'all saw this. Yeah, He's I saw in it. the hospital bed. And they FaceTimed him. And and this happens to start off. This you can't write a better script than that. Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. And speaking of better scripts, hopefully we'll write a better one for next week because then that's going to be our next episode of The Last Three Guys Do a Podcast. And hopefully next week we'll, we'll debut our new studio. Oh, yeah. Hopefully that will be the introduction of a brand new era for us. Uh, we'll call it our season premiere. We'll call it whatever you want. We'll be on our new studio. We'll be going out live. Hopefully this will this will all work out and you know cross your fingers, but that will be next week. Wanna thank all of you for listening. John Morgo, Liam Leon uh, Brown, Daniel Bolton. Uh, normally I would use this time to tell us of our upcoming games, upcoming events that we're going to be doing, but we don't have any. Nope. Next one we're going to be doing is January 21st. Plenty of time to talk about that. So instead, we're going to be watching Georgia on Monday, watching the NFL on the next weekend, and we'll talk to you all about it next week. Hopefully, we'll have a special guest on as well. So for all of you, thank you so much. Again, please listen to us on on Odyssey, Spotify, SoundCloud, Apple Podcasts, wherever you get your favorite podcasts, and even wherever you get your least favorite podcasts. Hope we'll see you next week. And this has been the last three guys to do a podcast, and good night.